0: Welcome back to the Project X podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Alan Smith, along with
1: the um, drinking coffee. Big
0: day. <laughs> Caught me say, right in the middle of drinking coffee. <laughs> I'm good at that. That was All right. loud and ugly. I'm going ahead and putting a disclaimer on the front of this, but oh, a, a content warning, because we're going to be
1: talking dum, about dum, some stuff dum. that. Uh, All right, if you have small children, this yeah, is, this now is an- not
0: the episode for them to listen to because I'm gonna, I've got some strong opinions. Uh, I'm also going to go ahead and say this: um, if you're easily offended.
1: I can tell you right now by looking at Alan's face, <laughs> he is about to go off on a tirade.
0: Yeah, if you're easily offended, I would... Uh,
1: we're we're going to go ahead and mark this one an 18-plus yes, show, folks. Yes, and,
0: and, and I, I will say this much.
1: I apologize for your, your sensibilities. One or
0: both of us, I guarantee you, will kill one of your darlings during the course of this episode. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this episode, we are talking about popular fill in the blank, that we just don't like. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> Very overrated. I'm going to start it off. Go ahead. F- radiohead. Okay?
1: Ooh. That is... Ooh, strong right out of the gate. I, I want to apologize those, for the language. Those
0: British pompous... <laughs> can do all kinds of unseemly things uh. to themselves, okay? I like two songs by them.
1: Creep and what else? And I,
0: I'm liking that one less and less all the time. Okay. Okay. But uh, um, High and Dry is an amazing song. Yeah. I'll give it that.
1: It is. Pretty it's much even more else? amazing when um, Robert Smith of the Cure did the acoustic version in one of his concerts. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah.
0: I will say this. I really was just kind of indifferent to them for a, a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Then they put out Kid A.
1: I like Kid A.
0: Yeah. Kid A. Okay. That is some of the most pretentious look how smart we are I have ever heard in my life. I I, I can see how you would go that way. I know. I The fact that they got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Oh my god, I'm like, "Oh, my, I I understand eventually everybody everybody no matter how bad they are is going to get into that." But I hate that I'm still alive when Radiohead got in there. (laughs) So there's my first take on that one. So I'm just coming out hot on this one. Uh, As you can tell, I have strong opinions on that. So anyway, you have somebody you don't like?
1: (laughs) I don't know if I can follow that. That Mm -hmm. was Okay, how about this one? Um, Everything by YouTube since Lemon Sucks. Okay.
0: I understand that. And this is for those of you who don't know. I'm a big YouTube fan. He's a huge okay. YouTube fan. Admittedly, their last three albums, I really cared nothing about whatsoever. Actually, their last and there's I only the last three. There's albums, only like I two or
1: three about. songs on Lemon that I even like. Talking about Zouropa, yeah, Lemons on Zeropa. Yeah, Zeropa. That one. Everything. Everything since zuropa and Lemon, I love Zoropa. the song Lemon. That everything past that. Sucks. Zouropa
0: uh, is one of those, I, I'm, and I'm not even going to defend because I understand why people don't like it. Because Zeropa is not one of my favorite albums, although it does have two songs on there I it, absolutely it's, love. It's got a couple okay? good songs on it. Uh, Stay far away, so close is a beautiful song. Yeah. Okay. And then they uh, the Wanderer with Johnny Cash. Yeah. Is pretty awesome. No, that's a Lemon's good one. not bad. Numb's okay. You know, I like Lemon. Uh, who's gonna pay for your? Or Daddy's gonna pay for your crash car? Is all right. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. I understand why people don't like pop. Okay, I like it personally. Uh, garbage. But I understand why people don't, okay? That album and then, is
1: absolute garbage. And then
0: whenever they put out All that You Can't Leave Behind was more of a return to form for them. No, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, it was. No, Believe it wasn't. Believe me, it was. Yes, it was. Okay, we're gonna, we're, okay that's the one we're going to disagree on. Here. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't.
1: It was a... One of my favorite U2 oh, songs is off of that. So oh, it's a, it, no, it's it's it was them going oh those last two albums didn't do so well and we need to make some cash which to be able to make the next was, one which is funny
0: because pop did really well it went to number 1 in like 19 countries like when it in, in their the tour did well and all that kind of stuff um, but it was a complete it was it, it was a complete departure from anything they had done before and i get it i understand why people don't like that I really like the album and, personally, and, and I'm not trying. I, hey, you can yeah. have like, and that you can, actually you cannot like it, and that's fine.
1: That that takes me into my next point. Okay, uh, Apple as a company is on a sharp decline. <laughs> yeah,
0: six grand for their baseline, and it started. Mac.
1: It, it started when um, um, Steve Jobs passed away, mm-hmm. and a stinking bean counter took over as the right. the company's head of. Whether you like Steve everything. Jobs or not,
0: he was someone who. At least on the surface, thought that he was trying to that he was changing the world. He had that mentality.
1: I mean, let's let's call it like. Oh, hold on.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's See, what it, you think about Apple. Oh, <laughs> it, it,
1: Apple's making me a little sick right yeah. now. He evidently Steve Jobs was the biggest jerk on the face of the mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. Egomaniac, mm-hmm. megalomaniac, but the guy knew how to design. Ooh.
0: Wouldn't even acknowledge his daughter for years and years and years. No, I mean
1: this guy, he he was definitely not a person you would want to hang out with. But Apple, you know that Apple OS is Mm -hmm. a great OS. Um, The early machines, hey, were great. Steve Jobs. iPod was an amazing. I still love my iPod. Steve
0: Jobs was someone who was great at coming up with ideas. Yeah. And then looking at what someone else was doing and completely stealing what they did. Yeah. I mean, seriously, going on I mean, the whole, the, uh, um, their iOS. But basically, what happened is that Xerox came up with Windows, what we know, what was a prototype for Windows. They didn't know what to do with it. Steve Jobs talked them out of it, brought it in, It was making, was going to make their, like, their Apple version of that. Yeah. In the meantime, he hired Bill Gates as a consultant, yep. who stole every bit of it yeah. and released it in Japan like months before the new Apple iOS was supposed to come out. Yep. And it was like, oh yeah, so you stole this from Xerox, and now you're mad I stole it from you. And, and, so. <laughs> and
1: he did a terrible he did a terrible job of stealing it mm-hmm. because when you load a program on Microsoft Windows, it integrates itself into everything right down to the root. I know. Whereas the program just sits on top of the OS right. with Apple. Right. So I'm I'm mad at Apple. I'm Probably getting ready to dump all my Apple stuff because mm-hmm. it's getting to the point to where I'm not paying that for a phone, and I'm not paying that for a phone that Samsung had all those features like three years ago.
0: Yeah, I understand that. I had a, I had, I still like. I at this point, I still like my iPhone. At this point, yeah, that could change. I, I, I really, especially looking at the 11, you know, the the 10. I like. I've got the the eight. Okay. And it came out right at the same time the X did. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to the X if I don't have to. And my contract's coming up, and you know, you know how they love to do the stuff that they do at the end of all I'm, that stuff. And of course, they got caught a couple of years ago. My
1: contract's up. Yeah. My, my phone's paid off. Yeah. And mine's I'm, almost there. So I'm seriously looking at a Samsung Note.
0: Well, I'm riding that one right there as long as I can. Oh, believe me, so. I'm going
1: to ride this one as long as I can, and I'm on a 6s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, Apple, completely overrated. They've got a great product, but a bean counter is destroying uh, what they built. Yes. So, your turn. Sting. Okay. The police. Uh, i got a feeling this one's going to hurt for me a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) Anything that Sting is involved with? (laughs) I'm not saying
0: that— Again, again— Pretentious
1: Brit, yeah, um, who makes pretentious music. Yeah, I mean, it's I agree, but I'm able to actually separate the the pompousness from the music itself.
0: Yeah, I can't with him.
1: Sometimes, let's be honest, without that pompousness, you probably wouldn't get the music that you got. Yeah, but I don't like the music that he puts uh, out, so uh, it's <laughs> that's what it comes uh, down to. We're gonna
0: fight, aren't we? I have said this multiple times about Sting. I. Fully acknowledge his musical ability. Yeah. Like his abilities. He, he's got a lot of it. I just don't like the music he makes. Okay. Okay. But on top of it all, I hate to listen to the man talk.
1: Well, I don't want to listen to I him I mean, I don't because want to hear it's him just, talk because. It's, and, you know. <sighs> It's like I can't stand Stuart Copeland as a person. <laughs> that that guy's an American, and yeah, he, he might know, as well be British. He's so yeah, pompous. Well, but as now a, the one thing I do like about him, but is as a that drummer,
0: yeah, I mean he he does the thing. He the thing I always did like about Stuart Copeland is that he knew how to get under Sting's skin. Well, yeah, <laughs> just drive him nuts. Oh yeah, and I'm like okay, I like that guy. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I really can't stand him. There's a there was a he he did a documentary over drumming Mm -hmm. and interviewing a lot of different like well-known drummers. And the best parts of the movie was when he would shut up and (laughs) listen to the other person talk.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I just, I I don't, I don't, I I can't, I can't. I know our friend Corey loves sting and I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Corey has tried so many times, so many times, To like try to you know change me when it comes to that, and it's like, but this, but he did this in seven eighths time. I was like, I don't care if he did it seven eighths time. Okay, it's a
1: (laughs) that's because Corey is a musician. I know. I know. He is into.
0: I know. He likes time weird time signatures, and he's a music theory musician. I know. And 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 you're you're a Ramones musician. I am very much a plug in and plug and play musician is what I am. I don't even say musician. I,
1: you're a performer I, yes I, okay. I,
0: I I play music. You know, and I am very much a plug and play person when it comes to music. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we plug it in. You know, from us playing together, how you've been like, no, let's let's work on this amp. I'm like, no, I just want to
1: play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for for those of you who don't know, Alan and I have played in several different bands over the years, over the years, and
0: almost killed each other at least uh, and, once, <laughs> and, and, and usually together. Mm-hmm.
1: And I I am actually his guitar tech as the drummer, if that I, says anything. Yeah,
0: I am very much in that 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 punk rock just. Here's yeah. a chord. Here's a chord. Here's a chord. Go go write a song. You know, I'm, and I'm the one who's <laughs>
1: I'm the one who has set up his amp yeah. for the tone that it's getting. And ordinarily, if he's tuning his guitar, he gets frustrated and hands it to me mm-hmm, to tune. Mm-hmm.
0: Not that I can't tune a guitar. It's just that my ear is attenuated to the point to where if it's even the slightest bit off, it bugs me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, it's like it's like I've said many times. I can't sit down and tell you what note it is that, that, you know, you play me a note, I'm not looking at it, I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you if it's off. Yeah. That's, you know, it's one okay. of those type Here, things. Okay, so. here's
1: one for you. Okay. Completely overrated, Gibson Guitars.
0: Okay, there's a little caveat on this one. Okay. Gibson Guitars post-1980 or pre-1980? Post. Okay, I'll give you that. Post. I'll give you that because that they... Yeah, they they've had some problems since then.
1: Problems, their that, stuff. That, that,
0: but you that, go back to their stuff in the fifty, sixty, seventy. Yeah, no, solid, solid stuff. stuff. Everything solid.
1: But they've always set themselves, even with the solid stuff, they've always set themselves up as the ultimate electric guitar. Right, and I'm sorry, Fender's out there. Fender has been out there for a while when they ran. I when will say ran, it's apples
0: to oranges though. I mean it's
1: they're two they, they're two different things. And you've got you've got GNL out there. Mm-hmm. You you've got DSL or
0: or a PRS. I don't like I don't yeah, like the, I don't PRS like the PRS PRSs stuff. either. But some people like them because they say, "Oh, well, you get the best of both." I'm like, "No, you get the worst of both." Yeah, what you're talking about it's like if you want. If you want to play Smooth by Rob Thomas and Santana, then sure, buy a PRS. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing that you are absolutely guaranteed to be able to do with a Gibson guitar that you can't do with any other guitar is kill someone.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're heavy enough to kill someone. I just,
1: I hate their fretboards. I think their fretboards are that. the worst out there. The For me,
0: as far as their fretboards, they have a slimline neck.
1: Their normal necks are pretty wide. Well, it's not even the wide the wideness of it. It's the it's and the are not length. smooth. Yeah, I know. It's I the know. length of the for
0: the the in between. Yeah, I know. And the I, thing and is, is a the slim line, the the slim ones that yeah. they have are a lot better. I'll, I'll I I admit that. I not as much these days, but I used to love Les Pauls. But I always did have that problem with wow, um, this this is not yeah, quite a uh Les,
1: you know a Les Paul is great if you like a boat anchor hung around your <laughs> neck with a it's fretboard. True. It's probably one of the it's worst true. ones out there. It's true. Um,
0: I, I've owned a couple of good Les Pauls. I've owned some really bad ones as well. You know, it's just kind of. But yeah, no, I agree. If, if you're going to buy
1: a Gibson, and now this whole patent thing where they're going around oh, yeah, suing I, all the other guitar players, that's because they've been on the brink of bankruptcy for screw years. Now, you, Gibson, so. Screw you, Gibson. Screw you. Uh,
0: I think Fender amps are overrated.
1: I would agree with you on the newer stuff. Fender is great. Evil Twin, Reverb Twin. Here's the thing. Bassman.
0: If you are looking for a specific sound, Fenders are awesome.
1: That's the sound I like. If
0: you want anything other than that... They're not worth it.
1: One, some of, one of my favorite tones. Don't get me
0: wrong. I love that jangly Fender sound. I like it. You know, you though you. Know. Their tremolo, it, it can't be beat. Yeah. Okay. I'll admit that. But there is no balls to a Fender You're not, guitar when, or a Fender amp.
1: I, I would. Okay? I would disagree. There's a certain setup that sounds. It, I'm talking out of the box. Yeah, okay. There the is box. no No, I mean and they're not they're not supposed what. to be
0: That's that's why I've always liked Marshalls. If you want because, that tone, go
1: get you a Mesa Boogie.
0: Well, yeah, there's that too. But a Marshall amp. Okay? Yeah. You take that thing, you only, bring it only
1: home if it's tube.
0: Brand new. Yes, that's agreed. Bring it home brand new and plug it in. Of course you're gonna do a little bit of, you know. Not if it's you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <Or> Not me. <laughs> Pretty this, much.
1: This one goes to 11. It's,
0: it's... Where's the game? Where's Here's the game. Okay, here we go. Let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're buying a Fender And app, it sounds
0: that. It gives you that sound You're not immediately.
1: looking for that sound. No, you're not. But Again, one, that's what I said. For a specific one sound. Of, one of my favorite setups, you remember that guitar player that we we had in the band for a little bit? Years he, ago, yeah. He had that Fender Verb Twin. Mm-hmm. He had that Fender 72 Telecaster reissue mm-hmm. that had the humbuckers in it. Mm-hmm. And then he had that Vox distortion pedal. Mm-hmm.
0: It was an overdrive. Yeah. Overdrive, so, yeah.
1: whatever. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That, I love that tone. I yeah. love that tone. But again, to you're to also say.
0: talking about like vintage and... and no, seventy two reissue was. It was vintage. a reissue, but it's modeled off of that vintage. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not a hundred percent, but it's close. And, you know? and here's
1: the funny thing: I I love I love the Fender sound, mm-hmm. but if I'm leaning more towards a heavier sound, I'm a Mesa Boogie guy, and, and, I, and I'm a drummer, which yeah, is weird. Mesa's
0: but. Mesa's are good. They're just so expensive; it's a problem. Yeah, so. uh, you find them
1: used. All right, your turn.
0: Man, uh, you know it's funny. Well, before we sat down, I had all this stuff in my head. This
1: is almost like a Festivus and episode. Now I, it really is. <laughs> yeah, it really is
0: uh, a Festivus
1: for the rest of us. I hate Adele. Adele? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate her. I just don't listen to her. I I can't stand. Now her. the album. Now this is this is me being kind of. And an I'm album. not just gonna all do all do music here, but this is just the stuff that you know. And with me kind of being an audiophile and with me going back to school, um, to learn sound engineering and all that, um, that album that she did with rolling in the deep, rolling in the deep is a great song. That's a great song, but that whole album, the way it was recorded Mm -hmm. has just a different feel from everything else that came out that year. Mm -hmm. It's a very live, very in the studio, very not compressed, right? It's I almost got the feeling that they'd gone to tape with it instead of doing mm, it through Pro know. Tools.
0: I just... I th- I think it's because... And, and good on her for doing this, I guess. It's just a different
1: style of music.
0: It's not even the music that bothers me so much. It's... All of her songs are the same.
2: Mm.
0: It's all, you know... Oh, I'm so lovelorn, and I can't, you know, I mean, just...
1: So you probably don't like Florence and the Machine either. Oh, no. See, I no, love Florence no, no, and the Machine. No.
0: And, you know, it's it's not angry chick music like we got in the 90s, you know, with Moore set and different people like that, uh-huh. which I like some of that stuff. But it's like angry chick... <laughs> it's angry chick music's emo cousin is what it is. And that's never a good look for anybody. Uh, so it's just. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: if you want to go that way. That
0: is, uh, I, I just, I, no, no, can't do it. Um, She's got a great voice. I'll give her that. I mean, there's no. no oh, no sense she's a occupied. heck she's of a She's got singer. amazing, you know, amazing vocal range and, and, and. Use of it, like she, you know, she has complete use of her entire range and has control over it, which is something you don't get a lot of times with people who have like really dynamic voices, yeah, because they're always in that as loud as you know as they can. Christine Aguilera, um, <laughs> who whom I like, whom I really like, but she has she's she's got. I've always said about Christina Aguilera, she has Mariah Carey syndrome of. I can sing all of this and I'm going to show you that I can sing all this all the time. And it's just like, well, no, you need to have some nuance to your, you know, it just, no, that, that you don't need to be at 10 all the time. It's basically what it comes down to. What do you got?
1: Well, I, I like, I like my Marvel comics. Mm -hmm. I think they've gotten to the point to where they're somewhat overrated. They've gotten bloated. And now that Disney has them, they're going to really be overblown and overrated. And I think, I think not enough attention is being paid to DC. Mm-hmm. And I think they should leave the TV stuff alone because DC is doing so much a better job at the TV level than they are the movie level. Yes. Now, they I have like, been for years. Now, I like Wonder Woman and I like Aquaman, but where they're going in and using other people to play characters that are already established in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the guy who does uh, The Flash, they went out and got a completely different. Yeah. No. Um, DC is killing it at the TV level, and right. Marvel has gotten bloated.
0: Marvel's got the movies. Like, they, they own the movies, yeah. let's be honest. Um, I'm going to say something I know you're not going to like. Okay. I really don't care much for Deadpool. Never have. Like, that first Deadpool movie was funny, uh. but I never cared for him in the comics. See, I'm and, a, and, and it's been, one of those things that I just I've been like, with
1: Deadpool since episode, since uh, release number one. Yeah, in fact, I've got I've got Deadpool number one. Yeah, but you uh, don't have uh, somewhere. No, I don't have all New the, mutants ninety eight. No, I don't have six hundred dollars yeah.
0: now. Or which I had at one time,
1: or any of the other you know pre Deadpool stuff. Yeah, so. No, I love uh, it. I loved it. I you know, I like the Marvel movie. It's a fun ride. Oh yeah. But they're starting to get to, you know, when they killed off the television division this week.
0: They just did that, yeah. Uh when but, they which,
1: got rid of the Netflix Well, and I'm sorry, the Netflix Marvel stuff was better. I agree. Than the, some of the movie stuff. The the, the Because the, it was grittier. The
0: Daredevil and the Punisher stuff and the Jessica Jones was really good. Luke Cage. I liked I the loved first Luke I liked Cage. the first Luke Cage. I never got around to watching the second one, and I just could not do Iron Fist. I no. could not. It was terrible. Iron Fist. Defenders I liked. That was I, I'll you tell ha- you the biggest problem that I have with any of the with any of that Netflix Marvel stuff is that they were bound to determine to do thirteen episodes, whether they needed to or not. And so every single one of those series had two or three like you could have taken these episodes out completely uh, and rolled over the few things yeah, that, 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 that that drive the story into another episode. So
1: first, first season of iron fist was, was terrible. terrible. They yeah. didn't do Danny right yeah. at all. Um, second season of iron fist got better. Man. Iron fist when he was, when they were doing the crossovers with the others. Yeah. Iron Fist was starting to develop into a character that I cared about. So okay. by the time I got to the end of uh, Iron Fist 2, mm-hmm. uh, I was ready for episode three or season three. Yeah, which I was never, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And no,
0: I'm, I'm really hoping that they Disney plus gets them at some point or something. The TV, you
1: know? TV, TV division is, is dead. They didn't shut it
0: down. They rolled it over into the movie. Well, the thing is, is that Jeff Loeb, there's a whole lot with that. The guy that, yeah. the, the, the guy that, Jeff Loeb, who was basically running, who was uh, you know like the creative advisor on all of it, which is great because Jeff Jeff Loeb's written some great comics over the years. Um, he was leaving, and they kind of were like, "Okay, well, we'll just and some of their stuff was not that good." Uh, I don't know if you watch Cloak and Dagger or, no, you know like some of that no. stuff. Cloak, and like my wife I started, liked Cloak and Dagger. I started but, watching Runaways,
1: but I remember reading Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, and I did too. Was, and I liked, that was not.
0: Yeah, and it's, it wasn't the same. Like I watched the first couple episodes, of the, and I was like, "No, this is like." Not at Cloak one and point, Dagger.
1: I had that whole Cloak and Dagger uh, Kingpin crossover. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I had the whole thing.
0: I started watching Runaways on Hulu. Uh, actually, the first season's on Disney Plus. I watched it there. And then I started watching on, I started watching the second season, yeah. um, and I got about, I think there was 13 episodes in it. I got about seven into it, and I was like, you know what? I really don't like this. I don't know why I'm watching it. And I know they just dropped the third season, and I'm like, I'm not going back and watching it because it's slow. It's boring. It, here's, I mean, some, just, here's
1: something else i got to say. Uh-huh? Superman is a... Overpowerful hall monitor that nobody likes. I don't know how anyone likes Superman.
0: I I've said that for years. I don't know how anyone. I likes can't stand Superman. Superman. no. And they've never they've never done anything good with him. No, I mean really. There's, I, actually,
1: <laughs> they did one. They did one good thing with Superman. They killed him. They killed him <laughs> off.
0: You know, that was back in the nineties when they did the whole death of Superman, and they had like the Reign of the Superman, You know, which yeah. got a steal and Superboy, and you know. Um, the other two, I forget what the other two were, a Vindicator, and I forget, or not Vindicator, uh, anyway, yeah. I really enjoyed that whole thing, until they brought Superman back, and then I was like, no, I was enjoying all this other stuff, can't we just go back and, and watch that? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'll tell you another comic book character, that I used to love, and now I'm just like, no, really, we've had enough of this, can't we just let him go for a while? This Wolverine. Yeah. Logan was a perfect
1: that was a perfect end to the Let It Go. What's his name's? Yeah, version. Hugh Jackman. I Hugh know. Jackman. Okay, we don't need to hear about Wolverine for like the next no. five years. No, let him let him sit. and do any you other know, thing. Honestly, they, they, all of those X Men. We need, a, we, for while. we need a we need a five year I didn't hiatus. Even, I didn't even
0: see the last movie that they
1: brought out. Oh, I so. haven't either. Uh, what the Dark Phoenix? Phoenix? Yeah. yeah, I was like, no. They I'm, need to let the X Men sit yep. and marinate for five years or so, and then, and then completely completely redo them. Yeah, wipe and, them out completely, redo them, and finally bring them into the overall bloated Disney. Yes, and that will actually by that point you're going to have <clears throat> more characters
0: that are leaving. Yeah, and so why not bring? Yeah, bring that up okay here's one okay and I think we talked about this there's a movie that came out earlier this just like last month Okay. It's a big art movie. Everybody's talking about how great it is, and got great actors and blah blah oh, blah. it I know what you're talking Willem about. Willem Dafoe and and Robert Pattinson, and it's and it's filmed in you like uh, a <clears throat> uh, black and it? white, black and white, and it's in uh, the aspect ratio the the four 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 by three, four by three, blah 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 blah. blah. That is one of the most pretentious pieces of. Sh- I have ever sat through, and I will never get that hour and forty-five minutes of my life back.
1: Here's, here's the thing. When I saw it was William Defoe,
0: I was and I like a, Willem Defoe. Oh, <laughs> William Defoe, are you
1: kidding me? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a huge William Defoe fan. I right. love that guy and the acting he does, and the fact that he's willing to take a chance on basically anything. Yeah, I saw <laughs> William Defoe will take the worst role and turn it into gold. Oh yeah, I mean just and. I saw it was him. And I saw it was in black and white, and I was mm. I started to get excited, and then it went Robert Pattinson, and I went click. We'll see I, here, I, I, I immediately went to the next channel because I'm I not going to watch Robert, sparkly Robert, <laughs> vampire slash fairy. I will say this: Robert
0: Pattinson is actually a good actor. Okay the problem is yeah, is that we're not gonna agree okay on the this. problem is is that his first big anything was those Twilight movies no it wasn't what was it prior Harry Potter All right. okay Harry Potter I he, don't like Harry Potter that's he's, another one okay he's the we'll first get that.
1: one he's the first one that got killed by Voldemort on the on his return
0: okay well good for that that there's another one for me. I don't like the Harry Potter stuff Ah, at all. I I can't do it. I've tried. That actually doesn't
1: surprise me because you've never been into fantasy fiction. No, I really haven't. Game of Thrones was the first time I really got into
0: something like that. Yeah. And, or Skyrim, one of the two (laughs) I did on that one too, but yeah, it just, but yeah, Harry Potter is another one of those. Like, I can't, I just can't, uh, I don't care. We were talking about this Lord of the Rings. Nope. Just, I've watched them. I find them boring. And long, and I think Kevin Smith said them best, and Clerks too, about you know those movies are just it's just three movies of them walking, (laughs) that's all it is. (laughs) Even the trees walking those movies. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean it's uh yeah it's just it's not my thing. I understand there are people who like them. You know that's a I have a really really big take. Okay. That that's even bigger than what I started with.
1: Okay. Earmuffs. I
0: think. No, I, I don't think. Without a doubt, probably two of the most overrated movies I have ever watched in my life is The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two. Oh, you shut your mouth. I am not, and I'm not saying that just like... I to will my, fight I, you. I, I find them not good. And not watchable. How you? Oh. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here, here, here's the take. Uh, I got another one to throw oh, in oh, there. Oh, hold on, hold on. I gotta take a breath because <laughs> I'm, I'm about to come over this table. I you. have
0: one more to throw in there. In that same category, they can go in that same pot and be boiled down to nothing and then poured into oblivion and never heard from again. The apocalypse now.
1: Yeah, that movie sucks.
0: (laughs) No, that movie sucks. All three of those movies can go away and never come back again, and I'll be fine with it. Here's the
1: thing. The only only thing that really was interesting to me uh, watching Apocalypse Now was... um, Lawrence Fishburns. Yeah, this one of his first I know, I know. And it's he it. lied about his age to get onto that. I know. Film. And he
0: still looks like he's 35. <laughs> oh, I know. Um,
1: but I will I will slap you no, for that I, comment about nope. the Godfather. Nope. Are you insane?
0: Overrated. Uh, so
1: <laughs> I'm gonna throw his hot coffee at you.
0: You realize Here's, that's like
1: one of my favorite okay. film trilogies. I said right? I said, I I said it was gonna books. be one that people I've were, got I've got the oh. mm.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. Had I seen those movies in the 70s when they came out, I might have liked them. But I watched them in the 2000s, and the filmmaking just doesn't hold up. You're full of crap. Uh, No, it doesn't. And and here's the thing, and I'll say this. I've said this multiple times about a lot of that early Scorsese stuff or Francis Ford Coppola or, or, you know, no, I know Coppola did those, but you know, or or, or any of that 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 next wave, of like seventies, you know, film that you know is, I always compare that era of filmmaking. Oh, here's another one out of that out of there that I don't like, that I, that I find boring and just highly overrated, is Jaws. No, that's that's popcorn. That movie is just not good. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and I, I thought even, that when I was a kid, when it was still fairly even. Spielberg you know, was. I know.
1: Even, even he was like tired of dealing with but it. But all of that era of of film,
0: okay. Mm. I compare it to the blues. Okay. Okay. Just bear with me here. Okay, I'm not a big fan of the blues.
1: <laughs> all right, folks, this is our hold final on, episode no, of Project X. On. It's been fun for the six months that we've been here. I, are you kidding me? Here's
0: the thing. Ellen, oh, I'm going to throw some one more thing because this, this goes with all of this, okay? Watchmen, the comic book. No. You... Seriously overrated. <clears throat> Seriously overrated, okay? Oh. But here's the thing with all of those things that I've just mentioned there. Okay, the blues, 70s, 70s film, and Watchmen. Because all of those things exist, <clears throat> I love stuff that came after them. Does that make sense? Like, I love the music that is blues-based, you know, that, that came from people who listened to that stuff. Yeah. I love the movies that came after The Godfather and Apocalypse Now and Jaws and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like what happened to comics after Watchmen. But I just don't like the source material for any of it. So. <laughs> oh. I,
1: I don't know that I can keep going at this rate. I, I'm, I literally want to fight you right now.
0: It you know, And, I'm, and again, I'm not saying this to be you know, contrarian or anything. It's just that's how I feel yeah. about it. I like the movie Watchmen a thousand oh. times more than i liked the book
1: the movie didn't even no. hold to the original story thank they screwed god. up the end thank
0: god they didn't go big <laughs> squid in the middle of times square and I, <laughs> are you watching the tv show <laughs> right? i am not no so i don't have hbo so and quite honestly i had, it when i saw the, the first trailer for it i was like uh, i'll probably watch it you'll give it you know i'll probably watch it because it's Watchmen. you know um, because I like the movie so much. But then whenever I started hearing what it was really about, I was like, I'm not watching this. This I, I think they're trying too hard to I Some episodes, yeah. yeah. Some
1: episodes really good. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, I won't get into it. Why well, <laughs> I'm so hurt right now that I can't think of it. I told you this was going to be—you know—totally uh, taking the, the the wind out of my sails right here. I just—I don't know what. I got time. another
0: one for you. You're really not going to like. Oh,
2: when you and said again,
0: and again, I'm not saying this to be contrarian. I'm not. It's just—it's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I think Die Hard's overrated. So. It's not supposed to
1: be a great yeah. movie. I liked a, it initially. It's a fun movie. It,
0: it, it is one of those things. But as, as time has gone on, I'm like, I've I've kind of. Anyway. Die Hard was fun. Yeah, I like Die Hard with a Vengeance better.
1: Die, um, who was one that where his son was a
0: oh, Free or a good day to Die Hard or whatever it was. It was whatever. one where his son was in Russia. Yeah, I actually that enjoyed last that, one. One that. That was
1: a, a that was a fun popcorn movie.
0: Yeah, I that that was man. Yeah. So I enjoyed that one. I'll tell you another film that everybody goes gaga over that I find boring. Yeah. Is uh
1: Citizen Kane. I've actually never seen it. Oh, it's bad, man. It's not bad. It's not bad.
0: It's just it's of its era. And well, you know yeah. you know, and a lot of times and that's kind of what like with The Godfather and all that stuff, it's of its era. Yeah. And watching it with a modern eye. It doesn't always translate, and the thing is, I love some old movies. Well, like, the thing you know, about it
1: is, is it was old movies were meant to be seen on a large right, screen, right? And for me, some of the older stuff doesn't translate well hmm. on a on a smaller screen, even hmm. in today's world of like sixty inch flat screen. Yeah, I know. You know well, everybody, everybody's got a sixty. Sometimes, inch Sometimes, you know. Well, you know, it just what, doesn't it doesn't translate. Here is well. something
0: else. I think that going to the movies is overrated
1: the way they're set up now yes I mean I'm
0: I'm not even I'm not joking when I say this when we finally get to the point where day and date of the release of a movie I can sit at home and watch it on my 50 inch flat screen with my own concessions and with my own and not have to and basically not have to deal with the idiots that are at the theater yeah.
1: That will be worth whatever See, it costs, and and that's unfortunately that is a problem of mm-hmm. the times, because going to the movies used to be an event. Even when I was a kid, going to the movies was an event. Mm-hmm. You know, you would go to the theater and you'd get in line, you'd pay for, and you'd get your concessions, and you'd go in, you'd sit down, and it was that anticipation mm-hmm. of the lights going down and the movie oh, and the music coming up, and I remember on Thanksgiving, you know, you would go in and you would, you'd buy a ticket and you'd go see a movie and then you could go out and buy another ticket and go see it. And it was, it was very spontaneous. You could go and just buy a ticket and go in and watch it. Mm -hmm. Nowadays it's reserved seating. It's all reserved seating and and you've got a recliner. I don't mind that. Honestly, that doesn't bother me. There's friggin' theaters now that it's a bed.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm that's now paying, that's a, little, a little much. I'm now okay? paying
1: $14 to go yeah. in and either sit in a big recliner, I don't mind or, the recliner or a bed and fall asleep in a movie.
0: I don't mind the recliner and I don't mind the reserved seating because the rec- with the recliner and the reserved seating, you have more room. Does
1: yeah, that I, 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 like, I, I like that. I like having the more room. I also I, not, and I'm
0: not just talking about like side to side. I'm talking front to back because now it's one of those things that somebody gets up. And like, possibly, yeah. They're not crawling across you or any of that kind of stuff. I don't mind that so much. The problem I do have with the reserved seating is that I generally go to the theater by myself. Yeah. I mean, very rarely. I mean, I might, you know, maybe some friends are going or a group of friends or something I'll go with. But as a general rule, when I go to the movies, I go by myself. I've done that for 25, you know, since I've been an adult, basically, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they won't allow you to buy, or to, to buy a reserve seat that is in the middle of, like, like if like if there's a group of people, like, if you're looking at the what's, what's available and what's not, if there's, like, a group of three people on the left side and there's a group of two people on the right side and there's yeah. three in the middle, you can't buy the middle seat. They won't let you do that. You have to buy right next to each one of them or, or one of the other yeah. because they don't want, you know, those seats going, you know, for people who want. That's all well and good except for the fact that I don't want to sit next to someone I don't know. Yeah and um, I, but, the, I, I but what settle, I have done on that multiple times is I've gone in and I've gone in and, I've, and I just sat in the seat that's available yeah in the, in the middle there and if somebody comes in for those seats I get up and move <laughs> that's the whole like <laughs>
1: I, I hate the fact that there's not a whole lot of spontaneity if we could hit a compromise to where okay instead of maybe a recliner it's mm-hmm. the same size seat but maybe it's you know just a big chair mm-hmm. or even like a one of those that does the lean back. I'll tell you the I would one, I'd be fine with yeah. that.
0: I'll tell you the one, but one of the things I don't, and I've only gone to one of these theaters are the ones that serve food and stuff. Oh yeah. Because I don't want somebody coming and bothering me. I mean, that's some people are like, Oh, but it's so much more convenient. No, it's not. You're no. sitting there watching the movie and then somebody comes up and asking you anything. Yeah. Did I, I know I, <laughs> no, I want to
1: get my food at the beginning mm-hmm. and go in and sit down and become completely and fully immersed
0: mm-hmm. in the movie. I'll tell you something, and this isn't an overrated, but it's something that really bugs me All right. in 2019. I hate going into, I'll just flat say it, I hate going into places like Panera Bread, okay, which is basically, which I love Panera, but it's basically <clears throat> overpriced fast food, is what it is. I mean, that's what it is. And yeah, it's
1: overpriced fast food because you got to pay for that um, that yeah, gas-powered yeah. fireplace. The, the thing place.
0: with it is that so many places like that now, them, Jersey Mike's, a few others, have gone to this whole thing where, and those are the two that I can remember off the top of my head, where you're sitting there and you go to pay for your food, and you swipe your card, and it asks you if you want to put a tip on for the people. Yeah. And I'm like, look, that's a dirty pool to make me stand here in front of the person and ask and, and me and which I don't have any shame, so I'm like no, you yeah. know, type things because this isn't a sit down restaurant, okay? Personally, and this is from someone who used to work in the service industry, and I understand, yeah. but things have changed. But even back then, I wish they would just go ahead, and restaurants would pay their employees a normal pay rate and eliminate tips completely.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that uh, for
0: everybody involved because let's be honest. Where else do you go to where you go and you purchase something and then you're expected to give even more money on top of it all? Yeah, you know if I go in and look at it and it says, oh look, I can buy this CD or I can buy this movie for 9.99. Of course, you have to pay the tax, you know, so it's like what 10, 10.90 or whatever, 10.90 yeah. whatever it is, and it's one of those, okay, fine, I pay that, but then I'm expected to give three more dollars on top of it. Yeah is a gratuity, I'm like, why? Why would I do that? You know, but so many like these well, fast as, food places are going to that now, where it's like, oh, hey, do you want? You know, or they'll have the little tip thing out there or whatever, and I'm like, no, you know, what's a.
1: And I, I agree with you on the fast food restaurant mm-hmm. places, but I don't like the sit down restaurants. Yeah, you because know, I did wait tables. I did too. I'd, I'd t- I, could, times, uh, I, I, multiple times. I. Almost regularly outpaced everybody else working with me because I took care of my folks. Right, I went over and above. I worked my tail off, mm-hmm. and I made good tips. Yeah,
0: but all that that is doing is it's taking the onus off of the restaurant itself to actually pay its employees. No, I mean, and that's BS, is what not, that is. You're not wrong. I mean that that is the the whole two thirteen an hour crap. Yeah, minimum wage. And the thing is, is you very very rarely. We'll run into a restaurant that pays more than that. No. They're like, no, you're getting 213 plus tips. It's like, well, basically you're saying that it's up to me. Yeah. I'm coming and working for you, doing, you know, I'm, 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 you know, taking orders for you and, and running food for you and cleaning up for you. And, you know, and then staying after and doing side work and blah, 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 blah. blah. And you're still putting it on me to actually make money. Yeah. That's crap is what that is. So there you go. (laughs)
1: What what you got? I'm I'm still mad at you for the Godfather <laughs> Godfather thing. I'm, I'm happy. I got another I mean. music one.
0: Hmm. Uh, go ahead, Morrissey. I hate Morrissey. I hate I Morrissey. Hate Morrissey. I love The Smiths. I love Johnny uh, uh, Johnny Marr. Oh, no, yeah. I love Johnny. No, Marr, Johnny okay? Marr. I yeah. really enjoyed Johnny Marr's stuff that he's done post Smiths. And I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, recently. Um, the Smiths kind of got back together without Morrissey. And, oh, that's that's brilliant. And Johnny Marr's been doing the singing. And I'm like, I would go see that. I would go see that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I 100% Absolutely, go see that. It, it's funny. One
1: of my <laughs> one of my neighbors is a huge Johnny Marr fan mm-hmm. to the point to where he has the Blue Jaguar. And oh all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And, and well, shout out to to Jared. Yeah. Well, both to Jared and Lindsay. they're mm-hmm. both
0: they're both music educators. Oh, nice, so. nice. But yeah, I hate Morrissey.
1: Oh my God, what a pretentious prick. I, mean, just... <laughs> I love the Smiths, though. Oh, I, man. I, I, I know I mentioned this like every other podcast, but Girlfriend and Combo is still one of my favorites. Yeah, favorite songs. I mean, th- don't
0: get me wrong. I mean, they've got. I mean, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want is a great song. Yeah. Okay. It, even as. Is... It would kind of be, it would be it, you know. These days, maybe we put into the, the male privilege, you know, the, the toxic max masculinity thing, oh, you know, a or, movie yeah, movie. type yeah. stuff of, you know, oh, I'm a good guy. I, I should be able to, you know. But yeah. it's like, I get that, but it's also one of those things where it's a perfect teenage song yeah. for a teenager. I mean, it's male or female either way, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, please let me get what I want, you know. It's a, um, what's the song, the, um, What's the song? How far is it now? Um, the yeah. one that was on uh, uh, uh charm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I knew it prior to that, but that's not a bad song. Um, Shotlifters of the world unites, all right. Um, I mean, there, there, there are. Yeah, girlfriend in a coma is good. I, I'm um, sorry, I, I love that. There, there. That's the whole thing. It's just I've just always hated Morrissey. That dude just. Oh, he wrote. You want to talk about
1: um, pretentious?
0: Yeah. I hate that
1: haircut, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. How soon is now? How soon is now? Yeah. yeah so. This charming man.
1: That's oh, yeah. A great that's a good, That song. is a good one too.
0: Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to that whole. I really like the Smiths. Yeah. <clears throat> We have talked on here before about another band that Dave and I both like and can't stand the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Because there's multiple. Oh, there's one in particular that goes all the way back to the first episode, <laughs> or the second episode, I should say. Second episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, remind me. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand Eddie Vedder's voice. I cannot stand to look at him. I cannot stand his.
1: Yeah, anyway, I knew I didn't um, like him, and then he put out his solo album, oh and then I was God, like, goodness. oh, no, I really can't stand him.
0: I, I, you know what? I, I'm This hits me. This hits two. Okay. okay. All right. Eddie Vedder did a cover of um, You Gotta Hide Your Love Away by the Beatles. Yeah. It was on the I Am Sam soundtrack. Okay. I hated that. He, Oh, my God. His voice on that song just. Yeah. Grr. I think the Beatles are overrated. Oh no, I
1: totally agree with you. I
0: think the Beatles are highly overrated. Depending, I like a lot of the Beatles music. I fully acknowledge that they were actually good musicians. They were good musicians, and three of them were good musicians. And (laughs) you stop right there.
1: Ringo was not the most flamboyant drummer out there, but he played exactly what the song needed when it needed it.
0: Can't listen to Octopus's Garden and tell me that's good. Come on, <laughs> come on. You can't. Okay.
1: Now, now saying that uh, George Harrison is still my favorite. Oh yeah, beetle. yeah.
0: I have said now, that I, the Beatles are dying in order of importance. Lennon died first, then George Harrison. McCartney should be next, and then Ringo will be will live forever. Uh, but it's.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. One of my. I'm not a big Beatles fan. I like some of their music. Mm-hmm. I, you know, some of it's really good, some of it I can't stand. Mm-hmm. I really like wings. Yeah, I, mean, I really like wings. McCartney's
0: um, silly love songs.
1: Oh, that's a great song,
0: if he says it. I will give McCartney this, though, on that song yeah okay I mean that's it's it's just pop schlock and don't get me wrong, I like pop music but he did one thing brilliant on that song. at the end of it, he's got three different melodies going yeah and they're not stepping on each other which is really really tough to do.
1: No, almost impossible to do. and
0: he managed to do it. And it's like, wow, that was that was actually pretty good. I'm sorry, I like um,
1: I like the McCartney you know, that that whole band on the run wings. I just no. love all that stuff. Eric Clapton. Okay, no, I'll I'll do this. Cream.
0: Okay, Clapton in a Overrate, band
1: overrated. Oh, I was, I was
0: going to say Clapton in a band. I'm fine with Cream, Cream, Derek and the Dominoes, Derek and Dominoes. I like. You know,
1: but Cream overrated. Yeah. I think they had a couple of good songs. I think Ginger Baker, Baker was, um, was a madman. No, he was. He, he didn't even want to be playing that yeah, kind of music. He was, he was a madman. He was. He was. He wanted jazz. He wanted to play jazz. I, I. The only one in that band that was holding down any kind of rhythm or time was Jack, and. I'm not even really sure exactly what he was doing. Oh, uh, we bass. forgot one other Clapton
0: band, Yardbirds. Okay, eh. and they're Yardbirds. I've always kind of been eh. Uh, don't really care much for Jeff Beck either. Uh, Jimmy Page, I liked him in Zeppelin. And I can't care. I care less about pretty much anything else he did except
1: Graham Parsons. I oh, love I do, like, Graham Parsons. Graham okay. Parsons.
0: I will say this: What Page played on, and here's another hot take for me. The best version of a Beatles song ever, which is Joe Cocker doing with a little help from my friends. Oh, no. (laughs) Talking about Mad Men. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that is one of those rare instances where the cover is so much better than the original. So much more feel. But Jimmy Page played all the guitar on that. Yes, he was a session musician who played. That's him. That no, oh, I had no idea. That's Jimmy idea. Page. That's Jimmy Page. See, this is why so, I like hanging out with I you.
1: Know. You know so much more about the music uh, stuff. I'm and, a big and,
0: geek when it comes to that stuff. So. And
1: what's funny is my wife thinks I know everything. I don't. <laughs> I don't know crap. And yeah, she come hang out with me. and She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, this <laughs> is. half the time she doesn't know what I'm even listening yeah. to. She puts up with me.
0: But, um, but yeah, Eric Clapton, his solo stuff. Oh man. The, I, I will give one one pass on Clapton solo stuff. Okay, and that's the Journeyman CD. That's a good.
1: The one he did with B. Pretend. Big King. Oh, see, I didn't care. But oh, but Journeyman. That's right. You don't like the blizz? Yeah,
0: Journeyman. That album. You know, it's got yeah. pretending and um, what's the other? Album? Before you accuse me. Yeah. The original version, not that stupid unplugged version. <coughs> I think Forever yeah. Man's on that one also, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right, but I. But I'll be honest. Most of Clapton's solo stuff, I could. If it disappeared tomorrow, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah. I just it just it doesn't do anything for me, and uh, that's another. I, I've gotten in arguments over that. So many times, but, how can you say that? Well, I was like, oh, I can say that because I believe it. It's not me just trying to be, con- you know, contrarian or anything. It's like I do not like his guitar. I will give Clapton this. <clears throat> Clapton is one of those rare individuals that is all you have to do is hear like two or three notes. Oh, and you know, of his, it, you his know guitar, his and you know it's him. Yeah, Slash is one of those guys. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of those Eddie guys. Van Eddie Van Halen, Van Halen is one of those guys. I mean, it's just like no, you, you know, and it's one of those things that you know that those guys, you Mc, could just Mc give ours in that list yeah, too. You could give them an amp and a guitar, yeah, and and it would still oh, um, sound like Brian like that. May, yeah, Brian, Brian May. I think Brian May's overrated. I think as a guitar player, I think you're I think. full of crap on that. One. I think Queen. I love Queen. You know, I love Queen. But if Queen had never met Freddie Mercury, they would have never amounted anything.
1: No, I can't argue with that. I, I mean that is that is he was the personality an, of the band. That
0: is an instance where
1: But I'll tell you who one the, dynamic frontman made a band. He he made the band, but you know who actually ran it business wise? Probably uh John Deacon. It was John Deacon. Yeah. John Deacon Who's not with them any longer. Oh no, no, he is—he is, he is a is he full back now. No, he is a full twenty-five percent member of the well, band. Well, what he I'm doesn't saying, play with them. That's anymore. what, yeah,
0: that's what they were saying. When they went back out back, what ten years ago yeah. with uh, what's his name from uh, Bad Company? There's a band that sucked. Um, oh, oh
1: yeah, you're talking about the original Bad yeah. Company? No. Yeah. No, you're wrong. You want, you want to know what you're You're wrong. I
0: like the second version of Bad Company better than the original Bad Company. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Get out! Give me Van Hagar over, over David Lee Roth any day. Any day. It depends I on... Will take, no, I will take anything that they did with Sammy Hagar <clears throat> over anything that they did with David Lee Roth. Except for maybe you ain't talking about love. That's about the only
1: exception. I like the, the early 70s because, you know, 84 came out when I was you know, discovering music. Mm -hmm. Two of the first cassette tapes I ever had in life was 1984 and quiet riot mental health. Um, I like, I like the David Lee Roth Van Halen. I like the Van Hagar Van Halen. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand. Oh, the Gary Sharon, the Gary Sharon stuff. It's not even worth talking about. And basically, basically after OU812. Mm. 5150
0: um, was their best one. Fifty One Fifty was an amazing album. Four and Lawful Carnal Knowledge was about half of a good album.
1: Yeah, I agree with there that. It was about half of a good but album. O U Eight One Two was basically their last good album, and it's been nothing did but you ever, deterioration. Did you ever listen to then.
0: Balance, the one they put out in the mid nineties, the one that had um, no, that had uh, I Can't Stop Loving You and um, uh, um, Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do on no. it. Well, see, here is the thing: it's like that was the last album they did with Hagar. Yeah, and it came out at a time when their style of music just wasn't
1: no any longer. You know, uh, that song "Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do" is great. Now I will say this: when they put out that um, greatest hits album, yeah. and they got back with David Lee Roth for that one song, the Me Wise me. Yeah, I love that. Song. See,
0: I like the the song that they did on the Twister soundtrack with Hagar better. Oh, uh, that, human that's being. a good one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. That's a great honestly, song. that's that's the album that my favorite Goo Goo song, or Goo Goo doll song, is on. Oh yeah. Um. Halfway Long way down. down. Yeah. Long way yeah. down. Which
0: is funny because like that's a remixed version that's on that album. Yeah. And uh, Goo Goo Dolls is one of those bands that like.
1: They started off rocking. They started. And off. Then, they started off and as, then as they
0: sugar-raid. They started off as like before they got famous. They for they had like four or five albums that were like they were trying so hard to be the replacements it wasn't even funny. Yeah. And they'll admit it, you know. And then Boy Named Goo came out, yeah. and that's when Name you know got big and Long Way Down was on that one and yeah. um, uh, Naked was on that one.
1: They started out as a rock band. But they were a rock band. It and was, then, they, then Name came out, and everything after that was trying to sound like Name, and they pulled a Iris full... was
0: was the, on the City of Angels soundtrack. They pulled and a and full
1: just, Sugar Ray yeah. after that song. And if, if for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm referring back to...
0: Sugar Ray was a hardcore band at Sugar one Ray point.
1: was a super hardcore like, band. hardcore punk. And I mean, then they, they were. came
0: out with whatever that first album was. Uh, it was, um, that, that, the, had Fly on it. it had it. Fly yeah. on it. Which was the only song on there that sounded that way. Yeah. And then 1459 came out. Yeah. And it was all, that was the exactly. every morning and it, she falls apart and you know every day and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, yeah, they went a different direction and yeah. they stayed there. Um, And they want more pop and they, you know, put Mark McGrath out there as a sex symbol and, you know, all that kind of junk. And it was like, all right, fine. No. And I like some of that stuff, you know. I'll admit it. It's. uh... Here's another one for you. I don't like The Matrix. (laughs) I don't. I saw that movie 20 years ago when it came out. I like went to the theater and saw it. After everybody was talking about how great it was, I walked away just kind of like eh.
1: I own all three. Yeah. And in May, when they release number four, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go see it. And immediately after it's over, I'm gonna go right next door to see John Wick four. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies, dude. Yeah. I own the first two. I'll bring them over and we'll watch
0: them. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Um. I don't go in <laughs> like I don't go in for action movies that much. I know that sounds weird. Especially considering I like comic book
1: movies so much. Okay, now you're, you're going to like this because you're talking about a hitman. I know. he's has he gets, retired. I know. And he, somebody, somebody kills his dog. Somebody kills so his dog. I know, I know, and so now he's going on four movies of have, revenge killing. I have heard you gotta nothing but— got to love a guy that loves his dog I know, that much. I
0: have, I have heard nothing but good about all of those movies, okay? It's
1: kind of— But they also just, stole his car. Oh well, and, there you and go. It was, he killed his dog, stole his car. Of dude, course, you have to kill everybody. No, it's, it was a three hundred two Mustang. Mm. It it was the it was the bullet, Steve McQueen. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of which, um, I don't care for the Fast and the Furious movies at all. <laughs> <laughs> I saw either, that. Either, look, you, I saw that first movie when it came out twenty years ago. Okay, you either
1: love them or you hate them. And I'll say this: I own every single okay. one of them. And it was one of those things
0: where I remember sitting there watching it, and going.
1: Eh, you it's, know, it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs>
0: Who would have thought that those would, that would be multi-billion-dollar franchise uh, all these years later?
1: Here's why. Everybody, everybody that was in those movies looked like everybody. Out on the streets. I know. Everybody I know. loves cars. I think. Everybody that's in the car world loves those movies because of how inclusive th- and how the range of cars there are. The best the thing stunts I've ever are heard. over the
0: top. Oh, I know. I know. They're, oh, they're completely They're comic book movies. They I are, mean, comic, are book. comic book movies. They're superhero movies. Like, you have The Rock, I, I, from what I hear, punching a car in, in one,
1: you know, I'm like. I don't remember. That yeah,
0: either, somewhere in like. It's. it's but you know, it's one of those things where it's like they do all these really elaborate stunts that they don't need to do. <laughs> <It's>
1: no, like... <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not in for the story. Yeah. You know, the story's fun; it's a popcorn movie. I'm in it for the cars. I'm totally into it for the cars. Nice.
0: This is on a on a, on a kind of a, a related since since we've gone full blue on this one in some ways. <laughs> This is one of my favorite quotes that I've heard here recently, and it's becoming one of my my mottos in life. Oh, here we go. Studies have shown that intelligent people swear more than stupid (laughs) motherfuckers
1: I'm going to need you to go through and edit this. Please. I have family.
0: (laughs) I'm putting the, this is an explicit. Okay. Dave has not said anything. It's been me. Okay. It's a. Come on.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're feeling yourself tonight. Mm -hmm.
0: Again, it goes back to the whole. There is this. And don't get me wrong. I like a lot of mainstream stuff admittedly. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, a lot of mainstream stuff and I'm not a, you know, I'm not one of them. I'm not a a hot take. I'm a, what they call what the kids call it, edge Lord or whatever these days, but they're hot takes, you know, and the, Oh, we're, you know, okay. I suddenly feel really old. I know. I have no idea what you're talking (laughs) about. You must've got that from your stepdaughter. I guess. I don't know, but I heard it somewhere. I don't know. It's like (laughs) I what the kids are saying these days. Anyway, but it's one of those things where like, There are some things that I just cannot abide, okay? Okay. And it comes from, I know it comes from that that metalhead teenager that I was who didn't realize that he was a punk until a few years later. Of really liking the punk rock aesthetic, and you know, yeah. and um, the the DIY and the screw everything, and you know, you all suck. Well, that's you also know. still metal. It is the, the the two of them over overlap quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, you know, being in my mid forties. You would think I would have outgrown that by now. But for some reason, that teenage anarchist is just still living and thriving inside of me for some reason. But I have sat on multiple podcasts. I have sat in multiple discussions and, you know, sat at Waffle House or different places like that discussing this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you hear the same things espoused over and over and over and over again. And it's like, this is Canon. This is what you're supposed to like. Yeah. And I just can't do it. I tried. Yeah. And that's kind of where this episode came from, where it's like all this stuff that you're supposed to like, I just can't, I, I see through it from my, from my point of view, I see through it. Yeah. In my worldview. Of, no, this it's not as great as you, as everybody says it is. I didn't like it particularly. And, you know, as much as I come out and say, you know, Radiohead or whatever, that is more of a, I just don't like those guys is what it comes down to. Okay. okay? I've got one. For but you. some of the other stuff, like the whole Godfather thing, I'm not saying that to be edgy. I'm not going to get under your skin or anybody else's oh, skin. Oh, you got like, under oh, my skin. I know I got under your skin, yeah. you know, or, or, or Watchmen. It's like, look, I've, I've watched them. I've watched those movies. I tried. Here's the thing with Watchmen. I tried. I have tried multiple times to read that book. Yeah. And I never can get past about the third chapter of it. Really? I can't. And screw all that Black Freighter crap that's in there. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that it is, reading Watchmen feels like a war of attrition. And there is no winning a war of attrition. Okay. See, I really and enjoy so, Watchmen,
1: and I've owned multiple copies of it.
0: Yeah, I just, I can't. I, yeah. I, I've tried. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, here's <clears throat> another one. I don't like Kurt Vonnegut.
1: I've actually never really read anybody.
0: I have, Slaughter, everybody says, well, yeah, he's not for everybody, but read Slaughterhouse-Five. Okay, you know what? Same thing with Watchmen. I have started multiple times trying to read Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. I cannot get past the first 30, chapters, 30 um, pages of that book. For me, if a book does not grab me in about the first 30 pages, I have no problem putting it down and saying this is just not for me. Yeah. I don't care how good it gets later. I
1: had the same problem with um, um, Kerouac. I've tried. I've tried to get There's through. There's
0: another it. one I cannot do on the road. I've cannot tried to do get
1: it. it. It's the constant run-on sentences mm-hmm. that kill me. Mm-hmm. I just I can't do it. Here's
0: here's what why. was it? What was it uh, that uh, Truman Capote said about that? I don't. You, you remember that? He no. was talking. About, he was asked about on the road. <laughs> you say, well, what do you think about you know Kerouac's writing on on the road?" He's like he's like that's not writing. That's typing. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. And yeah.
1: he was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: And Capote's got his own issues. Okay. Oh, I mean that's no,
1: they're all You ever tried
0: to read in cold blood? <laughs> yeah. It's no, it's not as good as everybody says it is. Yeah. I mean, okay, anyway.
1: here's here's two. We we go from high art to uh, Lowbrow. Here we go. Lo, well, not necessarily <laughs> lowbrow. Um The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi are as bad as the prequels.
0: I disagree, but I understand why you say that.
1: They're they're in they're it's some people from my generation that have gone in and gone, oh, Star Wars is our movie. Yeah. Right? They've tried to make what they thought was there, and they've earned it. They've completely ruined the Star Wars franchise. Of the new stuff that's come out, Rogue One, Solo, and The Mandalorian are the only things oh, worth watching. I like the first, those, those two
0: movies. I like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I realize they both have problems.
1: Okay. The only reason I'm going to see the last one cuz you want to see the end of it. it? No, it's for Billy uh, <laughs> Billy D Williams Billy is D coming Williams. back. Yeah, That's the only reason I'm going is cuz Billy D's coming back. The problem
0: I think with the new Star Wars movies, Rogue One and all that aside, is that with here, here's 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 the biggest problem. The
1: last Jedi would have been a better movie without Rose and Finn going to the racetrack. I anymore. agree with that. You could have was, completely cut that there, piece out of that movie, and it would be a hundred percent a better movie. I
0: sat there in the movie theater, and when they like, oh, we're being chased by the, you know, by the the first order, you know, when we're on the, we're on the slow chase through space, and it's okay. Now we got to go do this. It's like, no, that is dumb. Okay, that is dumb. Just just it's a dumb plan. Okay. And I get it. And and yes, I could have done without all that casino stuff. Okay. I I could have, especially the fact that it didn't pay off.
1: No. At all. No. It completely didn't pay off. I get
0: that. Here was the biggest problem with some some thought and some reflection Mm -hmm. after seeing. Like, I really, I still think that The Force Awakens is a really good reboot. But the problem is you brought back Harrison Ford. You brought back Carrie Fisher, and you brought back Mark Hamill. Okay, these are the three people we want to see: Han Solo, or and Chewbacca. You know, so you got Chewbacca, you got Han Solo, you got Princess Leia, and you've got Luke Skywalker, all in the same movie. Yeah, and you know what? You never see all of them together. Nope. And that's the problem. That is what people wanted to see. They want all of these people that we love, that we've known for forty years, you know, forty plus years, to be. On the bridge of the, of the Falcon. Millennium Falcon, because you brought that back also, yep. that's what people want to see. And instead, they said, no, that's not
1: what you want to see. This is what you want to see. No, what they said was, we know that's what you want to see, but this is what we're going to show you. Yeah. this is You're going to watch what we want you so, to watch. And we're, and we're
0: going to bring Luke Skywalker back for two minutes at the very end of it after we've... Killed off one of the main characters and all this stuff. It's like, well, you know what? We're never going to see all those characters together again. You know? J.J.
1: Abrams should have stayed with the Star Trek Yeah, He did a good Star franchise. Trek. He did a good Star Trek, but he has completely destroyed the Star yeah. Wars legacy. Anyway. Bad robot.
0: I will say this also. Being someone who, was Im- who has been in my life immersed in fandom at certain times in my life... Yeah. like in generalized fandom, no, know, because we both have, because, you know, I like star Wars. I like comic books. I like, you know, I'm not really big on yeah, anime is another thing. I just can't do. I'm sorry, folks. I I could go on about that, but that's seriously, I, I that's have, seriously punching down. I have um,
1: dabbled in anime. Um, I've gone to several festivals. <laughs> I, I enjoy some. I, I like the only, Akira.
0: The only thing that I've even remotely cared about in anime is hentai. so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> um, but being involved in all of that stuff and growing up the way that we did where you had to work for it. Yeah. i mean, You had to work for it. Yeah, you did. I have sat back for the last 10 ish years, 11 years now since, you know, especially since the rise of the, the Marvel movies. And been amazed. The 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 ten year old me has just been in all all of that stuff. Oh yeah! But I can't believe I'm actually seeing this on film, and it's, they're doing it right. Oh, no. they're doing it right. It's not they you know, are. It's it's not that horrible mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren Punisher from the '80s, or oh, you know, or any number that. of any number of of bad adaptations that we got. You know, Punisher um, twenty whatever it was. Oh, you remember that one? But let's see. Well, the Punisher that they did with um, Thomas Jane, I didn't care for much. Uh, that one was
1: okay. I enjoyed that yeah, one. Yeah,
0: I didn't. Th- but the the War was fun because it was just so over the top.
1: That's uh, the one I was yeah. thinking of. Was it is. Warzone. It's just so That's over just, the top uh, of like. No.
0: Yeah, it's like when when you get the Punisher using a using a. Uh, uh, an RPG on a guy in a wheelchair—you got that's yeah—that's just like way over the top, you know. The, it's like <laughs> here's one for
1: you: the Nicolas Cage Ghostwriters movie. Where it's not, not bad, it, not as bad as it's everybody made them out to it be. It
0: actually is not bad. The only problem I had with that that movie was, uh, well, for one thing, what's her name can't act. Um, uh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, and. Um, you know they brought Sam Elliott into it. Yeah, they brought him in for one thing and one thing only is that ride across the desert where you yeah. get the, you know, you get the the horseback, you know, uh, ghost rider next to the motorcycle, and it was spectacular. But that's the only reason he's there. They get to where they're going, and he's like, "All right, there I'm all now."
1: There was actually, there was actually more footage there may be but of Sam Elliott doing more training yeah. and all that but they cut it out of the film for some reason. That again
0: you know, that irritated me. I was like if you had done something with that where you yeah. had both of these ghost riders I, I'm that's fine but really and truly they just wanted that that shot of the two of them riding across the desert together. Yeah. And that it serves no purpose whatsoever. Anyway, with the rise of all this of nerd of what they call nerd culture, rise then, of the nerd. The problem is is that and like what happens with so many other um what's the word I'm looking for here so many other groups that whether right or wrong has felt like they've been marginalized yeah. for a long time is that when they finally find themselves in a position of power they become just as bad or worse
1: well, that's human. Then that's, I know, that's I know. humankind. And
0: I have sat and watched for the last like, 10, 11 years yeah. of nerd culture just by, well, I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. No, they're, they've gotten because to the point to where they're is, cannibalizing. Yeah, themselves. I mean, it they've is gone just. Full,
1: they've gone full Sheldon Cooper. Yeah. You never go full no, Sheldon true. Cooper.
0: You know, and it's about eight, nine years ago. Uh, Patton Oswald wrote a, uh, an op-ed for yeah. Wired or Geek Magazine or one of those. I forget what it was. And basically the conceit was, okay, it's time for nerd culture to die. Yeah. You know, and in it he talked about a lot of what we're saying here. He was like, hey, look, I grew up loving all this stuff. <clears throat> You know, and you had to work for it. You had to find other people. You had to, you know, blah blah blah. It's like well, now it's at everyone's fingertips, and everyone thinks they own it.
1: Well, the thing about it is, is it's it's the same way with you know even music. Right. You've got a band. It's underground. Mm-hmm. You build up your your core. Right. As soon as they base, go mainstream, the and As fans, soon as they go mainstream, the it's fan base over. is
0: like, well, screw those guys. I liked them better before. You know, yeah. when they were mine is yeah. what it comes down to, and I get that. When, when I was a teenager, Metallica was my band, yeah. okay, and then the Black Album came out, and all of a sudden they were everyone's band. Yeah, and it was and like, it was
1: terrible because it was also a Bob Rock album. Well,
0: I don't, I didn't, I did not then, and I don't now hate it as much as some Metallica fans did, you know, because everybody, because that's the whole thing again, going into that nerd culture. with yeah. this, it was the people who were there for uh, Kill 'Em All. Hated ride the lightning. See, I'm and the people that and the people that came on board with ride the lightning hated master puppets. And the people that were at master puppets hated and and uh, justice for all. And the people who loved injustice for all hated the black album. Well, see, and everyone hated load and unload. Here's so it was a yeah. <laughs> reload. See, I came on
1: at ride the lightning. Loved that right. album. Um, Fade to black is still one of my favorite when Master Puppets came out I loved that album I, I
0: came on I Master loved, Puppets was where I came on at
1: um loved that album I liked and Justice for All mm-hmm. you know even though they screwed Jason yeah. on on the bass lines loved that album and I sat up all night to finally watch that first Metallica video oh yeah the one yeah yeah yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. loved it and then Black came out mhm and I'm like, what is this garbage?
0: They changed, and I, and it didn't bother me. I liked it. I, they were a little more mainstream. Fine.
1: They went now. From being, again, they went from being thrash, right, to being a hard rock band, right. They did. That, that, I mean, they, they totally. Well,
0: and and but they had. If you go back and listen to "Kill Them All," they were just a, just a thrash metal band. That's yeah. all they were. And over time, that changed. That's why so many people who were on with them at only kill them all. They were
1: still thrash, but they were more nuanced yeah. thrash. By that, the but time they was, got to Injustice for but all, but that
0: was the whole thing. If you listen to Kill Them All and yeah. you listen to Ride the Lightning, there's a difference there. Yeah, but you know, and I also
1: I also got on board when that first Mattel or first uh, Megadeth album came out.
0: Oh, Peace or uh, Killing is good or My Business is Killing and Killing is good or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, you know it was,
1: you know. Of course, at that time, you know it was it was still Circus Magazine and yeah. Rip had come out, and you know they were talking about how they'd kick this other guy out of the right, band right. To, to make that first album, and then here's you know Megadeth coming out. And They
0: have one of the same songs, just different lyrics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
1: know, and then um, um, Hanger Eighteen comes out.
0: Oh yeah, well that was two more albums. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, but what we, was after uh, Killing my name and then it was Peace uh, sells what he's buying, and then um, yeah. Um, uh, What was the name of that album? Oh, I can't pull it I can see, my... I can see the yeah. cover and it's bugging me and somebody's like screaming right now. Yeah. Um, Come on, Dave. Call in.
1: <laughs> Dave from over in West yeah, Tennessee. You I know. need to call Dave's going to get in touch in. and be like, I can't believe you couldn't remember the name of <laughs> that. No. I'm going to have to look uh, it up now. <laughs> All right, Dave. I'm going to the Magic it's, Witch It's box. got you
0: know, Holy Wars and... um. Oh, well, uh, so good. I can see the cover because it's got that alien on the front. Or it's got the, yeah. The, um, anyway, Peace cells. No. No, I, I just Peace said Peace Sells he's buying, and then... Make it a, yeah. Hold on. Anyways. I'm working on it's it. It's funny because I remember the next one was Countdown to Extinction. <laughs> Albums,
1: here we go, here we go.
0: Um, um, good Lord, they've got so many. I know. It's a, Anyway, but the... I will say this, the metal crowd, talk about eating its own.
1: Okay, it was Killing is My Business, Business is Good, uh, Peace Sells, knows, but, who's, but buying. who's Buying, and then... Rust
0: in Peace. Rust in uh, Peace is the name of it. That's it.
2: Uh,
0: yep. Rust in Peace.
1: No. No, yes. no, no. Uh, so Far, So Good, So What came out in 88 before fine, Rust in Peace. but Rust in
0: Peace is the one that, yeah, that I'm... Uh, Rust in Peace is the one I'm trying to think Dude,
1: of. Dude, I cannot wait for that new <laughs> Megadeth album to come out.
0: Anyways, like I was saying, metal fans are probably the worst when it comes to eating, themselves,
1: eating each no, other. No, no, as a metal fan, I'll totally agree with that.
0: It's true. I mean, it's just... Oh, you know, they were good up until such and such or, oh, you're not a real fan or whatever it is, you know. And, no, uh, and it's, we're and it's,
1: metal fans are very hardcore and they're very territorial about and they their n- bands. have no sense of humor
0: when it comes to the bands. I mean, some of us, do. it's some of know, us, do. it's and again, I come from this. I know. Yeah. I know I was like that at one point. It's like you did not say anything bad about the bands I liked or else there was going to be a fight, you know, whether it was verbal or a physical ob- ob- altercation yeah. either way. It was just one of those things. And looking back now I realize how much of- was back then <laughs> not to say that i'm not still but i'm just a different type of one so it's <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna do this one just for dave
1: anthrax sucks i'm kidding no i'm kidding way. i'm kidding I, I, love, like I love anthrax i love you know
0: i especially those first few albums i love among the living is a great album i mean from beginning to end and um persistence of time is a persistence good album. persistence of yeah. time
1: is probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. anthrax albums dude the record shop up the mm-hmm. street from my house had P cells on vinyl, unopened oh, wow. original pressing. Wow. And he wanted 70 bucks for yeah, it. That's and about right. I just, I wanted it so bad. I just couldn't afford it. I know there was
0: uh, the great escape here in Madison. Got a bunch of records in here recently.
1: Oh, and the name of that record shop is Viv and Dickies. Viv and Dickies. I know you've, Viv and you've talked about quite a bit. Hey guys, here. if you're listening, yeah,
0: what up? But, the Great Escape just got a huge record collection. A couple of them in here recently, yeah. and I unfortunately did not see the post in time because they had a copy of Disintegration.
1: Oh no, I saw the post. And I was, I, I tried, and to... I
0: couldn't get there. It was gone when I got there. Yeah. They did have a copy of Violator by Depeche Mode, but it was a new. It was a new pressing, and yeah. I was like, ah, I'm not going to, you know. But they also had some metal stuff that came in that was a lot of Pink Floyd, too. Dude. Like, they, they had some good Pink Floyd, yeah. too. And that kind of... I've said it. and Here's another... I think Pink Floyd's overrated. But. <laughs> I know I'm hitting all your buttons here, so it's... <laughs> but I, I go back and forth on Pink Floyd quite a bit. Like, sometimes I really love them, and sometimes I really don't. And... <laughs> I've seen them in concert, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> Uh, if you, if you guys at home could only see the look that I am receiving right now. So (laughs) shut your mouth. about. Yeah. See, you should have gone harder on you (laughs) too (laughs) earlier. See,
1: here's, here's the thing. Even when I dislike something a whole lot, I can still see there's, there's a lot of stuff there that I do like. And because all of it is. Right. Anyway, of it's, it's one of
0: things, we sat here, and, and both of us talked about how much we can't stand Morrissey, but we went on about how the smells are so good. <laughs> it's, it's
1: all subjective. It's it's, it's, um, it's like, what do you like? What, do you, what exactly. do you not like? I know. I know. But even with it all being subjective and all of it being personal opinion, you're still wrong about The Godfather <laughs> and, and Pink Floyd. You're just wrong.
0: All right. So, everybody, tell me how wrong I am on my takes. <laughs> you can reach us. Through Twitter at Project X Pod. You can and reach us Facebook, email. email. Yeah, on the on the, on all the, the stuff. All, you can reach us on the Facebook page. You can get us email, projectxpod at gmail.com. Tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> okay? It's fine. I can take it. I'm a big boy. Okay. So I mean it's well, you're just, a medium-sized boy. Yeah, well, you know, big enough. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's like Krusty the Clown says: it's not just good, it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, go, real quick, going back to Eric Clapton. Okay, one of my favorite a, Eric Clapton quotes that I ever heard in my life. Some some reporter somewhere asked him what it was like to be the greatest guitar player in the world. And he looked at the reporter and says, I have no idea. Ask Prince.
0: Yes, I, I've heard that one. Yeah. I have heard that. And that, dude, Prince. We got to talk about underrated musicians. Dude. Because the thing is, is that everyone acknowledges that like, oh yeah, Prince was a great musician. It's like no Prince was an exceptional musician. <laughs> Great does not even begin
1: no. to. <laughs> I, I saw I saw that guy live on his the last tour mm. that came through Nashville. Oh yeah, the one with the yeah. black album. Yeah. Um, uh, the one that Warner Brothers put out, or what? Uh, no, no, it was Musicology. It was I musicology tour, take it back. Yeah. It was Musicology because yeah. you got the you got the CD if right, you went right, to the right, right, right. to the show. Yeah, and he did. I think it was three solid hours Mm -hmm. and like a half an hour of it was just him sitting in the, and it was in the round. Oh yeah. And it was just him sitting on a stool in the middle of the stage playing songs and and the audience singing with him. That Uh, that was like a solid half hour. And because that guy was such an exceptional musician, he didn't allow mediocre musicians to play with him. No, They had to be able to keep up with him because if he didn't like what they were doing, he would go over and play their part for them.
0: Well, you know, that's famously, um, both Chuck Berry and um, um, James Brown would fine the musicians in their band if they messed up. Yeah. Like, he would keep a running tab of, okay, I'm docking you this much because you screwed up whatever yeah. type stuff, you know? And um, I'm like, okay, that's a little extreme. I get it. You're paying somebody to do a job and to do it. Right. Well, all those guys you were know, hired, hired. I know they hands. were all hired hands. I get that. But and it, you know mm, one of
1: them who got docked occasionally? Mm. Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix played for Boosie James Collins. Brown.
0: Boosie Collins played for James Brown. Yeah. You know, and that's a uh, matter of fact he got kicked out of James Brown's band because he liked to smoke pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and James Brown wasn't, you know, down with that. Now apparently he was down with meth, but it was <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh wow! I still won't. I still never forget that news story of when he went on that like,
0: on oh, CNN. Yeah, he was so geeked out. Oh, oh man, it's like I feel good. He just like kept going on. Like she was trying to get a straight answer out of him and just could not. I mean, he was just so out of it too. So. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening. This was the probably one of the most divisive episodes of the Project X podcast that we've done so Dude, far. We got
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm going to carry him in the house and get a bar soap and wash his mouth out with soap if right now.
0: You will get in contact with us and tell everyone how wrong I am. We will do an episode where we list where we will, you know, we'll read your comments. Absolutely, <laughs> but you have to get in touch with us. Gmail. Project X Pod at projectxpod at gmail dot Yep. On Twitter, Project X Pod, any of these places, okay? Facebook on our Project Facebook page, X podcast, or if you just know us individually, text.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. I'm sure I'm going to hear from one person in particular. So,
1: <laughs> go ahead. Let's let who, who you think Oh, who it's going to be, Dave. Oh, so yeah. it's, no, it's no, and totally I'm going to hear from
0: good. Corey too. I'm going to hear from well, both of them. Yeah, so. there's Corey. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, so guys. Take care, and we will see you next time. Have a good one.